Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, welcome back. This is Jim Dudley. Jim, you had raised um, last week or the week before, I don't recall precisely, but a really interesting topic um, that doesn't get a ton of attention, and that is telecommuting for law enforcement, working from home. Um, you know, as a person who works from home on a daily basis, we are recording this podcast in my home. Mm -hmm. um, I've said for years that as long as there's a decent internet connection and my phone is charged, I can work from the moon. doesn't matter where I am. Um, that's just the nature of my job. Law enforcement obviously has a lot more involvement with the public and being out on the street, but there are things that cops can do from home. Uh, they can write their reports, they can do forensic analysis, they can uh, do research, they can do all kinds of these things, right? What is your thought on the future of law enforcement working from their kitchen or their home office? Yeah, I think there's huge potential. I mean, you know, you think about uh, movies like um, Minority Report, right? The future of policing. And I was sitting around thinking about the future of policing and and just the sheer advances in through technology that we've made over the last mm -hmm. few years. Um, you know, you and I can remember when there was no email or when there yeah. was no cell phone that you didn't need a, a wagon to pull around with you. And so those are advances. In our lifetimes, we are seeing driverless cars. Mm -hmm. We are seeing drones. We're seeing uh, weaponized drones and things like that. So not in a day-to-day -day policing uh, interaction with, with individuals, but I'm thinking that there are a lot of jobs. You just mentioned a few of them that, that I mentioned, uh, taking police reports via the computer or mm -hmm. telephone. Uh, doing forensic analysis, uh, doing research and planning, uh, statistics gathering, running drones or remote cameras uh, to monitor uh, fixed or pan and tilt cameras, uh, create operations orders or event planning, things like that. Those are things that you can all do remotely. And besides technology as being the impetus behind me thinking about this, uh, I was thinking about San Francisco starts, the salary for starting patrol officer is $80,000. And that is pretty high uh, in the state of California, if not the entire United States. You're still uh, hiring um, law enforcement officers for twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year. Yeah, in a lot of places. In a lot of places. And San Francisco is unusual in that it is almost impossible to uh, keep up with the, the cost of living here. Mm -hmm. $80,000 still doesn't make a dent considering that, um, you know, the, the median house uh, on the market here is close to a million dollars. Not so in, in more rural um, areas, but still you have officers moving farther and farther and farther away from the cities that they work. And uh, you have the community calling out saying they don't want an occupying uh, police force of people who have no interest in the community that they serve because mm -hmm. they don't live here. But 
you have these officers uh, working eight, 10, maybe if they're lucky, a 12 hour shift uh, in that they only have to come to work three days a week mm -hmm. instead of four or five. But they're making these long commutes. And if you do three 12 hour days in a row and you are driving 45 minutes or longer on the freeway after a midnight shift, um, that's that's a mix, uh, a bad mix. That's a recipe for disaster. Is what really that is for disaster. Yeah, yeah and, and we've actually unfortunately have seen we've seen that yeah. the consequences of that. But um, I do believe that um, if there's enough support at the individual's home, say they work in the um, the department operations center or they work as a liaison with their emergency management or fire department or, or anything else like that, or they, they oversee an administrative function like the liquor licenses or entertainment licenses, where they might come into the town and, and do surveys of uh, venues and locations, or they're going to pre-plan an event like a, a parade or a marathon race or uh, a street fair. Those are all things that you could do from home. And I, and I do think that the future of policing is in that you, you have uh, seasoned uh, people, you add a lot of expense to train and put on mm -hmm. the street. Uh, you have older mm -hmm. officers um, or officers who've been injured on the job that you, you don't want to retire out. Uh, they s still have uh, a great a variety of experience and and training you'd love to be able to tap into that so um i think as a supplement to the patrol force on the street from day to day there there is a a, a real um calling for um, somebody being able to commute uh, by telephone or by internet mm -hmm. or by camera and still be able to do uh, a part of the job that's that's called for in policing yeah it, you know and for since the patrol car was practically invented, we've had take-home patrol cars. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there is precedent for having some degree of your job at home. For example, today we have um, services, cloud services for your body camera. You don't have to go to the docking station at your department right. if you have a docking station at home. And it'll take all of your footage, all of your metadata, all of your report stuff, and it goes directly to the cloud, and, and, and you don't have to be at the department to do that. There are a variety of things that, are, that enable that transition from being out on the road to being in an office. And your office could be you know, the front room of your house, sure. um, the, your office could be, you know, a computer terminal mm -hmm. at the departments. Yeah, and I, th I think the devil's in the details. I can already hear people shouting at their their radios right now or their pod, their their iPhones or whatever they're doing, listening to this program. And, and they're yelling, oh, yeah, great. This is going to be fertile territory for the sick, lame and lazy or for the, <laughs> the rubber gun squad or the bow and arrow squad or you know, whatever, uh, you know, awful uh, term you have for mm -hmm. people that, that you don't think gives 100%. The slugs. Day. Right. So um, it, the management has to be there. The management has to be effective uh, in order to facilitate a program like this. And that means um, pretty intensive supervision. Yeah. And that you, you've preempted my, my next question, which is, you know, what are the potential pitfalls, the, the drawbacks, the, the, the opportunities for um, abuse Mm -hmm. of this type of a thing and sure. it, it gets back to directly to your point is, is it's how you um, supervise manage and oversee you know who's doing what and when and how are you still effective you know some people are effective in their homes I tend to believe that I am uh, but there are some people who don't who can't 
have, you know, a cat as their office mate. They right, need to right, have, right. you know, in-person supervision and, and that sort of thing. So um, it, it, I think it goes to personalities and it goes to the type of projects that you're going to have people work on that you can actually see, you know, what are the results? What are, what are, what's happening here? Yeah. You know, and, but to your point, there's so much stuff that you can do that requires, you know, again, an internet connection and a phone and you're done. Sure. And, you know, you could do that from anywhere. Right. I, I go on the road all the time and, you know, part of my job is doesn't doesn't you know stay at home with me it go, comes with me on the on the road sure. and so it's there's there's certainly precedent in the tech industries in a, a whole host of um, industries where you can sh- you can see models of how this actually does mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. yeah no totally and, and the the old days of just throwing people who couldn't work the streets up in in the records room that's like one dimensional thinking if, yeah. if you had some really creative people um, you know to expand on the ideas that that I talked about or or come up with brand new ideas uh, a lot of times police agencies um, don't staff up their civilian end of uh, operations because uh, when they go to the budget, when they go to their board of supervisors or their council people or their mayor, um, hiring civilians tends to be a low priority. So you may end up putting sworn officers in positions um, like the record room or administrative positions where you could certainly use the civilian uh, help. So if you don't have the budget to hire civilians, but you do have um, sworn personnel through, for whatever reason, aren't able to get on the street. Um, there are a variety of uh, positions that they could fill to support your patrol force. Yeah. So my anticipation is we're going to have a little bit of email on this. And we're going to have yeah, a little bit so. of conversation. Um, we do encourage that. Send us uh, an email at policingmatters at police1.com. Once again, thanks for listening.